Well, it's uh, it's last week of September, two thousand and nineteen. Sure, it's gone so fast. Yeah, it's fucking been wild, wicked fast. It's crazy. This is the new top podcast. Uh, I am the conductor of this um, thing that we do every week. Train wreck. One hundred seventy-four of them now. This will be one hundred seventy-four. Uh, I've been conducting many of them for many uh, many a night, and. Uh, I feel ill-prepared tonight. <laughs> I have been <laughs> so engulfed in work and things that I have had ne'er a moment to really spend a lot of time prepping, so I apologize in advance. Uh, though I do know about our infamous Yutan, who we'll be getting to later in the show, um, and um, that will be later in the show, so stick around or skip forward. I don't really give a shit, but... Um, it's not. We're gonna we're gonna talk some bullshit for a while, probably first. That's what we do. Because uh, this show's for us. We don't get paid to do it, uh, and um, we like that people listen. But we also just like to talk out loud. I think. Well, I do. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy's the other male voice that you hear. Howdy, folks. Uh, and then next to Jeremy is uh, Bree. Hey. And then the last one that probably won't even say hi is Jess. Sorry, I'm Jessica. sending an email to this future guest really oh, quick. So. Excellent. She's that, doing her job. Yeah. Which we are all very appreciative She does of. a good job at her job. Without I think, her job, we would have no job. <laughs> it's our job. I mean, I don't get paid to do this. <laughs> Let me be clear. In fact, this, this costs money. <laughs> this costs money and time, and I don't get paid. This is a hobby that I enjoy. Um, and sometimes I'm, I phone it in. So hopefully it doesn't sound like I phone it in for the rest of the episode, because I'm going to try not to, but... Uh, some weeks are struggles because of uh, busyness. We're trying to go through this certification process at work, and it's just, it's like I, nonstop, like seven to five, and then I come home and I continue to work as much as I can, and it'll be all over soon, and we'll either get it or we won't, and then I'll probably lose my job if we don't, so it's fine. <laughs> then you'll have more time for the podcast. <laughs> 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 uh so i really don't know what's happened uh in the last week in my life other than my dog got bigger <laughs> she did um she's getting smarter and getting easier to handle though i guarantee she's going to interrupt the podcast yet again this week at some point she's playing with her smart toy right now yeah it's making her smarter that's her job for now yep she's she's well invested so not a bad idea we did. We did with for the dog. We toured, uh, looked at a, a doggy daycare uh, oh. and board because we have to border in a couple of weeks uh, for a few days, and so we were looking at daycare. And we were both thinking, like, you know, I think Tuesdays would be a good day to just take her to a doggy daycare. Oh, uh, and just let her like a day camp trial yeah. run. No, like on a regular basis, so that okay. she is uh, really worn out Tuesdays, so that she's not disruptive during the show. Um, because for those of you that don't know, a little behind the curtain, we record every Tuesday, roughly, <laughs> and we release a new episode every Wednesday. That's not roughly. That is true. 174 is times we have done that in a row. Set in stone. So, um, pretty, pretty cool. So just take her there for the day, like on your way to work, drop yeah, her off, drop her, her off in the morning, pick her up on the way home. Sorry. She has a full day of, uh, wrestling around with other dogs and being exhausted when she gets home. Not a bad so, idea. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's so because we, we were looking at the boarding place and you can do like a half day or a full day of doggy daycare. And they're like, if you do a full day, she's going to sleep for like two days. And so you probably want to do one on one off. So I think we're going to do half days the whole time. Give it a shot. Yeah, it's worth a try. 
Yeah, she likes other dogs. Oh, my God, she likes... On our walks, she knows where dogs are out in the front yard during the walks, and she cries when they're not there because she wants to say <laughs> hi to them. That's super sad. Like, they'll be there, like, once a week, and she still, every day, she'll cry at that yard when we walk past I'll, I'll have to bring the wieners over to... I think she'll enjoy the wieners. I think I think Rocky will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I think Ebo will be along the lines of a Chopper. Ebo and, like, and Chopper get can, away from me. Can go off in the corner and be ornery. Yeah, Rocky will have a blast. We could always bring her over to your house too. True. Just keep her away from the chickens. She'll be very interested in those. Yeah, I don't think she'll be like Leah, where she just wants to be their friend. Oh, also turns out, so when we were at the place, the lady's like, "Hey, oh, is yeah. she a blackmouth cur?" And we're like, "We don't think so. She's like a a lab mix." Don't ever say, by the way, don't ever say pit bull mix yeah. when you're at a fucking place that does animal daycare and, and like boarding. Because then they're like, oh, nope, sorry. We, don't, we can't see her. We don't see bully breathing. Motherfuckers. Or they put the them dog. like super separate. Yeah, they separate them by themselves and they don't get to play with the other dogs. Like, really? You assholes? But anyway, so I'm, I was thinking about it and I was up early in the morning uh, on the weekend. And so I started looking through my phone. I'm like, she's a black mouth. Yeah, if you Google it. It looked well, just like her. Wasn't it like the last week that you had Leah that you found, figured out what she really <laughs> that was? She was actually big Argentinian Dogo. Yeah. Uh, so primarily. She, she wasn't yeah. really even Doberman. Or not no. Doberman. Uh, well, she was. No, I, I think, think she, she was, was a mix. I think she was a mix between the two. And I think this one's a mix of the Blackmouth Cur and I don't know if it's the Pitbull or the Lab. So what is it? What is it? So a Blackmouth Cur It basically looks just like that. A blackmouth cur is a is a southern uh, American dog from from the southern U.S. and um, she's right under the desk, oh, I think. Uh, she's chewing on something apparently, but it's a uh, it's a dog that was bred in the southern U.S. Um, as as like a homestead dog, uh, and so they were bred like multi-purpose to do a bunch of stuff. Oh, did you just pull all the covers off? No. Oh, there's still one she's left. Chewing on it. Um, but they, so they they do everything from herding to hunting to home protection and so they're very smart uh they range from like 40 to 100 pounds wow she's going to be probably 70 to 80 um if if her weight keeps going so we still have another week before we kind of make that guesstimation but she's at 27 pounds and so at 25 pounds she was at the 65 to 70 pound mark and then uh, Hmm. beyond that she'll be uh she'll be bigger so anyway uh, I'm excited to continue to do training with her. That's been fun. But anybody, that's like basically all I can remember. I think we did <laughs> other things, but I don't really remember. Did you guys do anything fun this weekend? Fun's relative. Fall prep. I'm starting my fall prep, so we're, la- we're draining the white trash pool. That took about four or five hours. Where'd you drain it to? The street? Uh, the, the drain hole on it is small enough that it's not like it floods the lawn. So just it just into the lawn, but it oh. it's not like it's draining so fast that it, like yeah, it floods the lawn and kills floods it. the lawn. So it took about four between four and five hours to drain wow. it. So and then started cutting down the corn stalks and started cleaning out some of the the vegetable beds. There's still enough life in about three quarters of it that I haven't started taking everything out. But anyway, just starting my fall cleanup. So not exactly fun, but I need to borrow your power washer. I still need to power wash oh, yeah. my uh, my thing there. So. Oh, tonight would have been a good night to bring it because I brought the truck. I know, but but I I keep forgetting. <laughs> I, I really need to power wash the house before it gets too cold because it's disgusting. So <sighs> men, 
You know, they do not take to pointing well. Let me tell you, when I'm in the middle of talking on a podcast and you point, you should just talk into the yeah. mic because when I just go silent, <laughs> everyone's like, what the hell happened? Maybe she needs to go outside now. Maybe she's had enough entertainment in the house. Uh, so, yeah, not a lot going other than that. Jess, what about you? You always do stuff on the weekends, a lot of cakes and makes and things and such. <laughs> <laughs> makes is a technical term, by the way. Yeah. You make the cakes and such. Yeah, I did have a cake this weekend. What else did you do? Is that all you did? Is make one cake? I yeah. That's a I pretty. That's a market. slow weekend. That is a, wait, wait. You what said you yeah, and then I went to the farmers market. So you didn't just make a cake this weekend. I made a cake. I went to the farmers market. I kept making the cake. Uh, I delivered said cake, and I went to the movies. What movie did you go see? I saw it too for the second time. Is it good? It was well, even better I mean, the second, second time. time, so I guess it's okay. Well, I really no, I didn't. Remake. I didn't go because I thought the first time it was good. I actually didn't like it the first time. I mean, there was good elements to it, but um, my cousin wanted to go, so I went with him. And how does it compare to the original? Have you seen the original? No. Oh, well, I'll tell you the the but first the first one the, is the first one was great, and yeah. it's way better than the original. The remakes, yeah. fantastic. So I want to go see the second one. Um, Sean came home this weekend. I forgot about that. She went to go see it with her dad. Um, she was home for like 24 hours mm-hmm. <laughs> total. Um, oh, we went to the market too for like five minutes um, and then went to Olio and stopped by there uh, and saw Jen and Derek. Um, and Were they, are they still having their anniversary party or was that just a... That was Saturday. Th- and I, I don't know how much of a party it was. Oh. They were doing a special deal and we just wanted to come up and congratulate them on two years of having their store open. Uh, and we ended up hanging out and talking to him for a while because I was super jacked on coffee because I had Buzz Nitro <laughs> and then the Bean Hole, which is right around the corner from him, like in that same little area. Uh-huh. I always buy. That's where I buy my beans from now is from him because he, he roasts them there. But he also does his own cold presses, his own nitros. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I was like fucking loaded on like 32 ounces <laughs> of cold pressed coffee which is already more caffeinated so you're like doing the ups guy twitch thing oh yeah i was still. like fucking shaking like <laughs> we need to go somewhere and get something to eat and then we went to oh so this also happened that day so on the way home we stopped at the asia market because we didn't have the dog and it was like hey we can go get frozen stuff because you know you got to get mochi when you go there um but uh we went to a new place to eat there called chick queen the chit Chick. chick queen like a chicken. chicken queen and it's a korean style fried chicken is what huh. they say it is fucking delicious hey one like that american fort called bok bok oh really is it a, a restaurant or was it a food truck no, no that's a, a restaurant but it's you can take it to go yeah but it's right inside the you know where the asian superstore is on 33rd and state uh-huh next to the strip club so it's in it it's part of it yeah you walk so there's a actually if you go there there's a bunch of restaurants and stuff all around that that whole thing uh and then you go inside and there's some restaurants there's like inside, inside and then there's the supermarket which is like the big draw um and the supermarket's awesome but it's right inside the doors gotcha. before you go to the supermarket and it is it was really busy it was fantastic fried chicken amazing sauces i don't really care for the pickled daikon because daikon's not that great um, but uh, otherwise, really good food. Great mm. salad with with a homemade dressing. Yeah, some fantastic. some peanut dressing. Thing Peanutty, that was good. vinegary. Huh. Sounds good. Yeah, it was really good. <sighs> that it? <laughs> I don't know because I had to leave yeah. and come back. So, so 
not super eventful weekends, I guess. Just a lot uh, of coming into fall, get the, the tra- that transition time. Yeah, I got to cut away all the lilies out front too. Get those thrown away. That takes like two weeks to throw those all out. Because you got to cycle. You can't fill the garbage full. It's too big. But I think. Although without the girls here, we (laughs) have more room. Yeah, I'm like, well, we got like one bag of garbage in there for the whole week. (laughs) Do we even need to take this to the curb? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Although I want to build a compost box. So I guess if if I do that this weekend, I can can throw all that into the compost probably. I don't see why not. There's not. You can. I don't know that there'll be any. They're bulbs, so it's not like I get the bulbs out of the ground. Yeah. No, you can't just cut them up. Not like, you don't have to like shred them, shred them, but cut them up into small into pieces to go inside and then cover them up like next time you mow the lawn. Yeah, put, put all the on clippings top on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably got one more lawn mowing in me before I quit. I need to turn off the water. Your water gets turned off, right, in October? Yeah, mid-October, but I haven't watered in, I haven't watered, watered in probably three weeks. You don't really need to. I've watered a few sections of the garden here and there, but not even that. I mean, with it, with it being cooler, I mean... We're dropping into the 40s at night. I haven't even bought Yeah, how are the bees, by the way? You're not harvesting again. <laughs> I'm going to no check way. them one more time. This Probably this this upcoming weekend or the next, and then that's when I'll make my decision, but I don't know. Well, it's been so like off and on cold. Have you plugged the holes? One of them. And so I all, I, I typically leave one open. And it, there's, there's different trains of thought and different things I've read that says, oh, no, you cover it all up. But then I've heard others that say, you don't. So... The last couple of years, I haven't covered the third hole, and what they do is they'll build a wax ring around it yeah. to as small as they want it. Yeah. So they'll they'll cover it up themselves. And, but they still need to get out, and especially if you have one of those- Yeah, they got to take a shit. Those weirder warm days, they, they'll want to come out. So if you box them in and close them up completely and they can't get out, you run the risk of them- possibly die well, look, they got anarchy a, they can't get out well they gotta shove the fucking shitheads that got disease out the otherwise you'll have you know, go. They, get the fuck out of here we don't want to smell you and look at you all winter you, you don't need day of the dead where the, the, the mall <laughs> is it the, the day of the dead where they're in the mall you don't need that <laughs> no not at all, not at all. <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna ch- i'll check them one more time and make the tr- determination but i'm leaning towards no and see if i can get them to winter because if they do winter successfully which it's been a couple of years since i've had a successful winter then you can do a spring harvest. yeah yeah and it's a it's a totally different flavor and it's totally That's, yeah because it's all spring yeah pollen it's, and it's usually really dark yeah the spring one is really dark like this one that we did a couple of weeks or that was super light it was really light a spring one because it's winter it's been there all winter yeah those are really dark typically yeah, I think that's the last jar that we just finished. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I've got a jar for you upstairs. All right. I'll take um, it. So, anyway, events. We got a bunch. We got some cool events coming up, right, this weekend? We don't have a bunch, but, yeah, they're cool. Like Mountain West Ciders, Fourth West Fest. Did we give away weekend. our tickets? Um, I have to go look and see what the situation is. If anybody shared our Pulling this shit up right I now. Feel like we should, I feel like we should give them to some to Larry. Um, cause he liked the post, <laughs> but I don't know if he's local. Um, and then we can see if, uh, who's Larry? If there's anybody, uh, Canyon's dad from Folk Hogan. Oh, that Larry. That Larry. Larry the legend. Larry the legend. He would love that. I would think so. I mean, who wouldn't? It's a fun event. Yeah, we should see. Anyways, um, even if he's not local, obviously he comes down here for stuff anyway. Yes, might be something. but not this. I'm um, not this weekend because everybody's in the Netherlands. So I, I know I've been following their posts. It sounds like they're having a good time. Yeah, I saw their 
one or two videos that they were that they posted. They're moving there. They're moving there. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Moses was like, "I want to move here." <laughs> of course, um, of course they do. <laughs> um, also in Logan this weekend, if you are up that way, you can go to the Taco Extravaganza. Which who wouldn't want to go to a taco extravaganza? It goes from four Communists. to ten. Do they have burritos? Tacos. I would assume so, but probably more tacos. And is it like then, taco, a bunch of taco trucks? I don't know. It? I, it's put on by the Latinx Creative Society, and I think and they I, own all the taco trucks. So maybe, maybe <laughs> I want to say this is like the second. You should wear that sweater again. What is um, you, Jeremy? <laughs> and then, uh, Chris and Brie, you have your gala this weekend for the Rough House. Oh, yeah. Um, can Are people come your... to that? Are there, like, tickets that people can buy? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you can go but to it. We are participants, so we didn't, so I don't know the, like, the details. Up. Thank I'll you. Are you taking any I of your didn't. doggies? Or are they, um, are we're they... taking Chopper because he's really well-behaved and, and can substitute because... They bring dogs um, that need to be adopted, and a lot of times maybe they have like anxiety or something, so they can't bring one, or he can't go out on stage. And so Chopper's a good villain, but we're trying to debate if we're going to take Phoebe because I don't know if you noticed, but you know she's, she's a, kind of a jerk. Yeah, she's she's still a puppy. She's she doesn't have good manners yet. I hope, so. I hope you win the liquor locker again. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what they'll have this year, but yeah. Well, while you are looking up that information, um, a couple other cool things. Um, Asylum 49 is officially open, and they are open back on the hospital side uh, this year. So, so the, the thing they did on the 13th, was that just a one-day thing, or was that No, it was, it was their opening. So they've yeah. been open. But now they're like their regular, it's like Tuesday through um, Saturday. Saturday, I think it is. Yeah. Close Sunday, so, now you have a friend in the horror business. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so if you get a chance to go out uh, for the awesome experience, there are four more Saturday markets. They will take a two-week break, and then they will start at the Rio Grande. I can't believe it's been a year since we went to the asylum. I know. It's crazy, huh? We should go back. Um, the 19th, um, I know I mentioned before I couldn't really talk a lot about it, but the 19th of October is the Wendover... Um, air-filled paranormal investigation with the dead history who we have had on before Jen, and right? yeah Jen, Jen and Matt to run it and this is a really cool and unique opportunity because um, a lot of the buildings are being open to for that night that are not normally open that people don't normally have access to is that um, airfield still in use at all it is so this weekend is actually the um the Wendover Air Show, oh. um, and they just have small planes that fly into there. So all is the it kind of like airplane, airport two, airplane two? Uh, airport two. Is it kind of like that? Smaller, much smaller. Oh, smaller yeah. than airport two. Yeah, I would say it's much smaller. So, um, anyways, the VIP tickets are already sold out, and it's over. It's more than half sold out. So tickets are fifty bucks, and you get um, hours of fun and dinner. So, <laughs> so go to the deadhistory.com for tickets. And then, do you have that? I do. Okay. I do. So, it's the 14th annual Rough House fundraiser. Um, it's on the 28th. That's uh, Saturday. Uh, from 5 to 9 at the Sheraton. You can get tickets on at ticketbud.com. Um, and it's, if you're not familiar with it, it's, um, you know, a, a hors d'oeuvres and, and drinks and um, the big thing is they have a silent auction uh, with all kinds of stuff, pet stuff to house stuff to 
big raffles. Um, and like last year, they had about uh, 200 folks show up and raised over 23 grand. That's awesome. Uh, a lot of that came out of my pocket. <laughs> Did it used to be called pinup for pups, or is that something? So it's part. That's part of oh, that it. Is, pinups for pups is one of the things they do okay. at the at the fundraiser. So they gotcha. Like a pinup fashion show with dogs uh, is the best way to describe it. Um, they what we what they do is you know I was saying before I think that it's dogs that are up for adoption, but I think what it is is it's dogs that have been adopted as like an uh, example of. Like and some of them are that are up for adoption, like the one that I really wanted to adopt last year. That we yes, but that really one didn't it. walk in the show. The ones that walk in the show, I don't think are up for adoption. I think they're, they're people's, but there are dogs there that you can adopt. No, some of them, some of them were were adoptable out of the show. Some of the I, I can't remember. I just remember the one that I had had like the cutest little coat on, and then I walked Chopper for one of them because <laughs> yeah, my dog was cute. missing. So, where do these dogs live normally? Well, it depends. So, so we're being fostered. So, so ru- the Rough Houses is, is actually a uh, is is a, a shelter organization, a rescue organization. So, from what I can tell, like they're one of their really big things that they they do is a lot of cleft palate dogs, dogs with cleft. Mm. Well, they do disabled dogs, and then there's like a couple people that specialize in like how to train a cleft palate dog to eat and what kind of stuff. And then if you decide to adopt a cleft palate dog... Do they dog, repair it surgically? Or? Mm-hmm. They yeah. do. Yeah, they do some, but there's still some, you know, drawbacks to it. So then they teach the people that adopt the dog how, how to care for it after yeah. it's rehabilitated. Hmm. And uh, there's some... Re- like, there's this big old blind pit bull, Stevie. He is the cutest dog. And he's And huge. he can smell you and he's super friendly. And so he's just... You just can walk up But he doesn't him. have eyes. Nope. Hmm. When I say he's, he's not blind, just blind, he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have, eyes. have eyes. Yeah, they're just gone. The funny thing with dogs is, well, maybe cats. I don't know cats as well, but dogs—they don't think of themselves as handicapped in the sense that we do. Nope. They're, they're like no eyes. Okay, I'm missing a leg. Whatever. I mean, they—they they, they still yeah. function. They don't they feel still, bad for themselves. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things. Like, like when we started with Phoebe, we were like, well. Let's let's find out what we should really be doing. Like we can't go take her on our like three hour long hikes, and it was like fifteen to twenty minute walks is about the limit because the dog will just go. They'll just go forever, but it's really bad for them to walk too much because it'll damage their growth palates and mm. stuff. Growth plates, not palates. Then there's Zebo. He can't even make it once around the block. Well, to be fair, his <laughs> legs are an inch long. It so is true. His belly barely makes it over the ground. Rocky, on the other hand, he's still. A young pup and full of energy, and he'll go and go. And, and has go longer go. legs. He has a lot longer he legs does. than Ebo. Ebo, like when I'm, when I say his belly barely doesn't touch the ground, it's not an exaggeration. It's true. He like has to jump to get upstairs. It is true. He so, doesn't really go upstairs. Not very anymore. Often. Not these days. He pretty much lives on the main floor. <laughs> yeah. And there's only the three steps between them. And he still struggles with that. Yep. He's got to think about it. He'll stand at the bottom one. You can see him thinking. Yeah, is, is it, it worth, worth it? it? <laughs> and then he makes the. Is I there... guess dad's dad settled down for work. I guess I'll go up there. All <laughs> oh, my food's up there. Yep, I'm gonna go eat. <laughs> now Jonathan's down here playing a game. Or mom's up there cleaning. I'm surprised uh, you haven't built a ramp off the porch for him yet. Much longer, and I'm probably going to have to. Yeah, he's he's getting there. So uh, you said little you had side ramp on your three stairs that he can walk up and down. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said you had another event. Well, I don't know if they're really events, but they are of note. Um, so in April, it was announced that the Living Aquarium was going to be acquiring U2's Claw from their 2009 oh, to yeah. 2011 tour, and if you drive oh, by, it is now it. being installed. 
and it is going to so be... So the giant egg that malfunctioned half the time. Amazing. Yeah, oh my gosh, we just drove past all that and I didn't even notice. Yeah. Also, um, of note, along that same ilk, have you been downtown to see the Rio Grande sign? It's lame. <laughs> it's not lame. They restored it. They didn't restore it. It's a completely new sign. I thought it said that they restored it. Nope. It's an LED sign. I saw pictures of it, but I haven't seen it in It person. looks like they totally restored it to me, to its old gloriness. Nope. It was an old neon sign. What did they do with the original one? It's sitting somewhere. Rusting out. See, everything I read wasn't they restored it, but... Um, the headlines made it sound like they did, but... It's new. Just replaced, not restored. Yeah. Well, it's more like energy efficient because it's, oh, and it won't Because like, it's not deteriorate. incandescent bulbs on the yeah. other side of it. <laughs> um, one more thing. So Preservation Utah, who will be joining us, um, I think next week, uh, has, as part of uh, VoteYourMainStreet.org, which we did before when the Pickle Building was up for a oh, grant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um This time it's the ladies, um, Luncheon Library, I think is what it's called. Um, anyways, that is on the docket to vote for. So you can go to voteyourmainstreet.org forward slash SLC. It's across from Madison. I don't know what street that is. Uh-huh. Is that South Temple? It's south, It's wherever Jimmy Martin's funeral was at. That's all I know the building for. Uh-huh. So um, anyways, you can vote till October 29th. I'll post the link for that. Uh, it would be really awesome to see that money into restoring that building because it's been around for How a really long time. How much did the pickle building get? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was, was like 25000 or I don't remember because they split it up between a couple different. Hmm. That's so, cool. Though. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that's pretty neat. Rafen should put his building up on that to see if they can get some. He's so mad that they're painting the side of his building because <laughs> they're putting a mural on the side of it. Oh, because he he's in that happy. mural district? Mm-hmm. But it's the building he lives in, right? Is what you're talking about? No, the one that the, the studio is in, studio. that McGrew is in. Uh, he lives over by um, Caputo's. Does he live on Pierpont? Mm-hmm. No, he's mad because they built the building in front of him, which is a very tall building and completely enclosed that area. In front of on Pierpont? Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's all the events that I have. I do I like have. his studio. It's pretty cool. Well, should we talk about some news? Brie looks like she's uh, she's crying. Do you want me to tell you really quick about Wendover? Because I totally forgot that this happened, and I might have told you last year, but we had our meeting, and we were talking to new people that are joining the event, and like things that happened, and I was like, oh yeah, we totally had a ball roll in front of us. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't think you told us about that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I have pictures. It's it was in the hospital, actually. You had and a ball rolling for yeah, you? Yeah, a little tennis ball. When we walked in, it was not there. And I have pictures. And then we it, we were fixing our lights, and we took more pictures, and then the ball was there. Can't make that up. I mean... Nobody else was there with <laughs> us. <so. laughs> I mean, that makes it even more likely that you could make it up, right? If no one <laughs> nope. else was there. It was me and one other gal. We were oh, the only ones. You know what else happened this weekend or this last week was the uh, rush on Area 51. Oh, yeah. The 3,000 people that, that showed up over three there. days. And just yeah. stood there. <laughs> Did nothing. They're like, well, I guess they uh, only showed up. Nobody rushed. Jackson from, I think it's from, he's on Mix, but he like had a picture of him like touching the gate with like the cop next to him. It was a really funny picture. 
All the cops were like, or the storm, the storm. That's what it was, the storm. But nobody stormed. Storm area. I'm really kind of. I'm a little disappointed in people. I was I was in I'm meetings, not. so I kept I kept getting out of my meeting and seeing have they killed anybody yet? Well, my Did coworker was like, I hope that they kill everyone. I'm like, uh, Darwinism. Okay. Well, I don't hope that they kill everyone, but that's well, why I, I know. Kept... But she was like, well, they're all doing something illegal. Like one of my other coworkers is like, isn't that illegal. a little extreme? It's not though? illegal until they cross the gate. <laughs> So if they didn't cross the gate, then that means it's like standing in front of Hogel Zoo waving inside. You're not <laughs> trespassing. You're not. You're I just, just want to know what the fuck's wrong with insurance people because the stories I hear from your people at work are just insane to me. <sighs> they're just they're so conservative. And those are the and people weird. that have our insurance money. <laughs> well, they don't have your insurance money. It's the people that they sell their stuff for that have your insurance they're money. They're just so they're so conservative that I don't know. How are the people in your class today? Were they just as conservative? I don't know. I we didn't have any well, Except there were some weird cheaters. So <laughs> So the test is not open book. So you sit there all day for I don't know. It's it starts at It's like an 8-hour class. It's from 8 until 3.45 and then you have 30 minutes of study time and then you take the test. And some people are just there for continuing education and some people are there to get a certification. Well, so. and like when Bree took one of the courses online, she had to like take the get test a, I had to get at a work and have a proctor make sure she wasn't using her notes and stuff. That's how right. serious they Or, or like, because you have to take it online and so you're on the internet so I wasn't Googling things. Oh, yeah. So, um... This is my last one. If I passed the test that I take today, I'll she have, did pass it. Don't worry. I'll have my certification. And then you're done with these. With well, I'm done one, with this one, this and I have to work on my next certification. Oh, gotcha. So pretty soon she's gonna have like a fucking whole <laughs> slew of no I unrecognizable think the things at the end. I think of it. the other certification will probably be CISRSL fifty two thirty one sixteen. The other one is BC. They're not creative. One CISR, one CIC. Super simple. They're, they're only and more. they're giving you raises with every one you pay. They do, yes. and so, they pay for all of the education. So then, at least it's worth it in that yes. regards. So, um, it's a closed book test, and the testing is not technical at all. Like it's a stapled piece of paper, and they have you count the pages to make sure you have all of your pages, and you write your test book number on it, and you tell them how many pages you counted, and you put your date and your name, and then there's like a attestation sheet that you that you fill out sounds like junior high yeah kind of and and you give that to the testing well, it's people. all state licensed stuff so yeah well it's it's this is actually the it's a government thing yeah um and then then your test sheet is literally just one page of like fill in the bubbles and you have to use your you know your blue, blue black ink but your test booklet is just stapled papers this booklet was 18 pages, a cover sheet and 17 Jesus questions. Christ. Okay. Or 17 pages, 50 questions. And I'm going through it. And what I do is I go through my booklet first and, and write on it in pencil and then transfer my answers over to the bubble sheet because once you put it in the bubble sheet, if you have to change it, it's a whole thing. And all of a sudden, about halfway through, right after he says it's, it's 30 minutes. So we're like talking 35 minutes or something. I'm thinking, gosh, the people behind me are really rustling their papers because it's like maybe three or four questions a page. So really the only time your paper rustles is when you turn the page. Mm -hmm. So I kind of do a, you know, and and I stretch and I look behind me and these two, sorry, these two chicks have their books open. Bastards. So I'm sitting at the same table as my coworker 
And I'm kind of starting to get irritated. Starts and passing notes in class. I did. So you know how a hotel gives you like so really a note. Junior high. Have a notepad. Got the cheaters behind that they you. provide you. You know, passing notes. So I write a little note, and I'm like, they are using their books. And then I push it over to him because I'm like, he'll either look or he won't. He might, you know, maybe think I'm trying to cheat. I have no idea. But he looks at it, and then I see him get confused, and then I see him do a faux like oh, I'm stretching. And he looks back at me with a what the fuck look on his face. So I, I whisper to him, like, go ask. So he looks around for another minute and he gets up and I can see him ask the guy. I can't, and, and I can see the guy say, no, this is not an open book test. And so the guy looks over at us, like, why are these two people from this place looking at me like that? And I go, and I point <laughs> back at the, <laughs> at the girls and he looks up and he's like, ladies, this is not an open book test. But then they just kept to get finishing their test. Yeah, so they took like half the fucking test time to... So I'm super irritated because here I'm sitting there and there was a particularly one question where I'm like, you know, I knew right where the answer to this was. I can't remember of these four things, which are the three things I was, you're supposed to pick the wrong one. And I, you know, could have gotten that answer. But here I am being all legit. And they've been taking this test for 30, 40 minutes. Out of the book. Out of the book. But just remember, if you're going to buy commercial insurance... You should go to the woman that actually knows it and not the ones that cheated <laughs> out of the book. Speaking of those bubble tests, I remember in junior high, <clears throat> once taking one of those stupid bubble tests, and I'm probably three quarters of the way done, and then it dawns on me that I missed a bubble like three or four Oh, in. and the whole fucking thing oh. is off. I'm like, oh, so I'm all erasing it, and then I'm trying, and then it's all a mess, and then I, I turned it in, and it was a disaster. Stupid bubble. I hate Scantrons. <laughs> They're so dumb. I just don't understand why this group, like, this group has an app. Everything else is online. You can do all your testing and stuff, but still, your classroom stuff is literally just bubble testing. Because it's the government, and they still have one of those bubble checker machines. Well, it takes us two weeks to get our results. From a one-page bubble test. And only six, seven of us. If you have a hanging chad, then it doesn't get counted. <laughs> there were only like six or seven of us that stayed for the test. I mean, the class probably had like 30 people in it, but only six or seven of us stayed to test because the rest of them were just using it for continuing education. So, um, maybe a little bit of news before we get to our infamous Utah, I think. Let's do it. Uh, just some updates. Jess printed this out uh, for us. Um the uh, the judge uh, in the federal yeah judge. the federal judge uh, in uh, the case of um, basically all the the film, world versus the vid angel film companies world. versus vid angel headed down the judgment in the amount of sixty two million four hundred forty eight thousand seven hundred fifty dollars and in big capital letters it says it is so ordered <laughs> yeah but that's that's like. That's normal court document speak, unfortunately. I don't care. It's so cool. <laughs> so it'll probably get appealed uh, even further, but I, VidAngel's going to have to close their doors. And I'm not sad about that because I fucking hate these video cleaning services. I think it's horrible. We were at boxing last night, <laughs> and they did some at uh, Title. They did they did Title in Cottonwood Heights, by the way, the only one worth going to. Uh, they they did like a I guess it was like a member appreciation thing, but it was like a dance off between is that Kelsey is that her name Chelsea Chelsea and and Dash, and uh, it was it was kind of weird and fun <laughs> all at the same time. But there were when we when we got there, um, there was a song on, and I can't remember what song it was. It's a rap song. And like, it was like a clean version, 
uh, oh, it was the, the exhibit song, the, the Shake That Ass For Me song that is full of fucking swear words and like calling women sluts and all of that shit was like edited out. I'm like, how the hell is this even like, how did they make this song? Like, how did they edit this radio thing? version? It's terrible. It's not a good <laughs> version. Don't play it. Play the original. I mean, it's not that there aren't some movies where I'm like, okay, gratuitous sex scene. Because that happens. And it, the sex scene isn't required and whatever. It's just... And it should be left there because it's part of the artistic integrity of right. the movie. But, and that's what I was going to say. But that being said, I wasn't the artist that created it. And I know that if I created something and I put something somewhere and then someone felt the urge to just remove it. And a bunch I'd of be, dudes from BYU decided that they I'd needed be pissed. to police it for you. I'm just curious when the next one's going to show up because we had clean flicks. Oh, yeah. They got hammered, nailed and closed. And then we had VidAngel. Well, so. are these guys thinking of the eternal soul of the one guy who has to sit there and watch these dirty movies? No. No, that guy's okay. They just, ha- they just, they just, they just a, find a tattooed homeless man on the street and, and have him come yeah. in. <laughs> well, I, along this thing, and I, I don't see it listed here, so I, I forgive me if I'm jumping ahead. Um, the Was it the court in Colorado or whatever that ruled that women could go topless? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Was what? Yes. So it's it affects Idaho, Colorado, Utah. It affects everyone. Nevada. No, it was for a certain region. So specifically, these states are affected now. Like it's going to keep going. That they can. Yes, because it's discrimination to say that they can't. I've been to Idaho. I don't know if you Free want the that. nipple. Have you ever been to uh, American Bush where they have to use pasties okay, or so southern exposure? They still have to. There's still some laws on the book. Oh, this isn't just like your average ordinary person walking down the street. No, yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. But there's still laws on the book that say, you know, if you're serving alcohol and stuff like that, that affects like the strip clubs. <laughs> and so the slut walk Chris is... is giving us a little... The slut walk, oh my God. The <laughs> slut walk is this weekend. And I noticed that they posted something that told people, you know, we don't want to continue that, that, um, discrimination. But at the same time, this is not, um, that's not what this walk is for. No. And we, and it's, fa- it's a family friendly slut walk. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it, it's, it's very family friendly. Huh? Hell yeah, they feed your That's babies, it motherfuckers. Says. It says that it's family friendly and kids are welcome. No, no, she said boobs are family friendly. Oh, yes, but <laughs> it's not necessarily Butts are family friendly as well. Stop, because I'm going to tell you what Slut Walk is about, and it's about victims of sexual assault and rape. And it started from the cop in Canada, I don't know, five, six years ago, whatever, who said, well, if they just would dress differently then they wouldn't get raped um so this is a nationwide event that happens and they want to make sure that people don't use this to grandstand this new this new ruling because i think they put it really well on their site which was there are victims there that they've gone one way which is they're now very comfortable with their sexuality and they've become stronger for it and then there are some victims who are still not super comfortable with that and and having that be out there would make them feel uncomfortable. So they want to make sure that the victims stay comfortable. So since we were talking about VidAngel and cleaning things up, I thought I might mention the kind of the cool ruling that I think will start to go country wide. And I don't think that, it, that they'll be able to really stop it. Um, but that 
if you are planning to go to slut walk, this isn't the time to free the nipple, guys. Free the nipple. It's okay. Plus, it's going to be a little chilly this weekend. Yeah, it might be a little. It's supposed to be raining all weekend. It's true. Yeah. I just like that it's a slut walk in slut. <laughs> slut and slut. Salt Lake, Utah, slut. Um. So, <laughs> it's, our, news. it's our infamous Utah segment, and I think it's appropriate to talk about some criminals, but I want to talk first, before we get into the criminal stuff, I want to talk about uh, the airport. Uh, just a quick update. It's about a year away, and I, I mostly like this article. Did you guys see all the pictures of the new stuff in the airport? I did not. Like, I've heard a couple of interviews on the new airport. Um, so it is 356 days uh, until opening. That was as of Monday, so as of yesterday. So um, less than a year. Yeah, in a year. Uh, September 15th, 2020 is the uh, date it's scheduled to be open to the public. Uh, the $3.6 billion rebuild of the airport will be done. Um, so one of my associates who I work with is, is one of the architects. There are more than one. There are, like... Quite a few yeah, we insure some of the. But he's one of the architects there. at the airport. I need to talk to him and get a little more info. Have they have they really announced how they're going to do it? Is this like, for example, is this new section all just international, and then they'll take? No, they're getting rid of the old terminals. Still tear them down. Oh, this is a whole new. So they're going to do like the old, like all of the high schools in Utah. Yeah, where they build on a different you build part it of the, the parking lot and then tear down the old. I mean, and then you make the old one the parking lot. That, but but like the thing is, so the. There's a few things. So, one, the airport was built to handle way fewer people than it ever did. Right. Um, like, it was built to handle a, f- a small fraction of, what of the number of people that go through that airport. Two, it was built before 9-11. Uh, and, and for those of us that traveled before September 11th, 2001, yep. um, that was a... That was a very different airport experience. Like, you could just go through security, and you could go fuck around in the airport. I remember in high school, we would go there just to watch the planes land and have lunch. and like Yeah, we'd dick around inside the terminal doing stuff. So it was never built to handle the number of people. You used to be able to walk your missionary to the terminal. terminal. Or your kid. But can I tell you, I fucking love that motherfuckers can't do that anymore, (laughs) because that is one nice thing that happened is... Eliminating all the public from inside the airport, the kid thing is a is a is a different issue altogether. I think, and you can still. Well, I don't mean like at a kid, kid, because you have permission to yeah. do that. But I just but meant still. like my nineteen year old kid or something. Yeah. I can't go say goodbye to her at the gate. But that being said, like there's not enough seating on the inside. There's certainly not enough gates for all the traffic that we have. Like coming back from Seattle, that line, holy yeah. hell. The, there's not <laughs> enough luggage carousels. You know what it looks like when missionary days are, are coming home. Uh, also, there's not a lot of room on the outside of security. So in Salt Lake, where we have massive crowds to welcome home missionaries and stuff, the airport was never designed to really handle that outside of the security area. So as those security lines have gotten longer, there's also a lot of technological stuff that's changed. And so this is going to be one of the best airports in the country. Well, they're going to have this really cool thing, too, where when you arrive, you'll be able to see about how long it's taking to get through security. Um, like at the hospital where it says your wait time is nine minutes, minutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so it'll kind of give you alerts up ahead of time. And so I'm excited. And I think ours is one of the only like three or four airports that's going to be able to do that. Uh, so and Salt Lake is consistently one of the number one on time airports in the country, um, despite the, the weather that exists here. So 
Um, okay, do we want to do some of this fun stuff after we go through uh, a really fucked up segment with our killer? Yeah, we can okay. save some fun stuff. So let's yeah, talk. Let's, should we do? We're going to talk about the criminal stuff, and then we'll do our fucked up segment, and then we'll kind of make Finish things a little bit lighter. Fun Halloween activities, etc. Uh, so, um, Sim Gill, um, and not just Sim Gill, but uh, this has been an effort between the legislative body uh, of the state of Utah, Sim Gill. Um, and, uh, who's the other big person that was a big part of this? Um, I don't remember, but the Salt Lake District Attorney's Office. Richard Morrow. Yes, that's him. Um, had a big hand in this, but essentially some legislation was created to make the process of expunging your record, uh, in the state of Utah much easier. Um, cause one of the things that happens is when you have certain crimes on your record, they are, they up to this point have been really painful to expunge. So what happens is if you have like a class C misdemeanor and um, you go to get a job and maybe it's class A. Class A is the worst, right? I can't remember if it's backwards or not. And you try to get a job at Baskin Robbins. They always know. They (laughs) They always always find out. Baskin Robbins always finds out. Um, (laughs) But the point is like that can actually prevent you from doing a lot of things, from getting passports, from um, gaining certain types of employment. So you have to go through a huge, long, rigorous process after you've served your time, you've put in the work to expunge that from your record, right? Now, look, I'm, I'm not saying that someone that has committed a crime doesn't deserve the punishment, right? But having that carry with them their entire life is a little obscene for some stuff. Well, once you've, once you've done your time, you've finished out your sentence, be that And you're not a repeat is. offender. And, you know, and, and some of these crimes, it's things like drug offenses, Right. Like, you get busted with pot. Pot, which is legal in several states recreationally in this country, and now you have either a felony or a high-end misdemeanor that puts you in jail for a year, and you've gone through probation, you've been on parole for years, you've cleaned up, you know, you're not getting in any trouble, you're trying to have a meaningful life. So this um, this week, the Salt Lake DA's office announced that they're going to have uh, 12,000 Utahns have their criminal record convictions reduced in preparation for this this new expungement thing coming into effect. So basically, they've they've looked they poured over over a hundred thousand convictions uh, and found twelve thousand that they believe that they can safely reduce uh, what what the actual conviction was for. So like if it was a class A, it'd become a class B, and so on and so on. Uh, to help these people get a little bit further in life because they've served their debt to society. The offenses weren't heinous, like violent offenses. They believe these people, you know, a lot of times it's a one-time offense. Uh, so that's all in preparation to help expunge this. And, and Sim Gill actually talked about doing some of this type of stuff on our show last night. Well, he, well, he talked about, uh, like, the whole bail and mm-hmm, how, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, why... Trying to change the bail system. Yeah, why are you taking money when... I can't remember exactly what he said, but I reading through this article, um, this came out this afternoon, like right before I was leaving to come here. And a lot of these articles get filled with a lot of fluff quotes, but there is a lot of really, really good stuff in this article that both um, men have said. Uh, Sim said that all of these individuals have paid their debts to society and many of, many of them don't even know that they have the possibility of expungement available to them, uh, let alone have lesser convictions. And he just said that, um, I lost already. Um, what, what this has created, um, is hope, um, for these, you know, for these people. Um, 
it's just, it's pretty incredible that, you know, they they said we, we made the mistake in the nineties of criminalizing all these events, mostly drug addiction. And it was a mistake that, um, that we made that we paid for. We put a lot of people in prison, spent a lot of tax dollars. People came out of prison without a job, without a place to live, without educational opportunities. And today it's just a different world. And that's, that's from, um, Maro that said that. So thanks, Ronald Reagan. And your war on drugs. I mean, honestly, honestly, it was the Clintons. So the 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 massive criminalization and the increase in police force and in jail, like the Reagans may have initiated a war on drugs. The Clintons are the ones that actually created a lot of the problems um, during their administration. But look, the the Clintons have come back and said, yeah, that was a mistake. The way we did it, where we just basically militarized the police force and went after everything. But someone had to do something. It was insane. It's true. I mean, it was it was really really different times back then. Uh, but now it's it's a it's a little different world that we live in. Um, communication is a lot easier, uh, and people make mistakes. And we shouldn't punish people that make mistakes for their entire life. Because I think that statement is still true. When you go to prison and you come out, you don't have a place to live. You don't have a job. It is really hard to get those things. And we expect those people to not recommit crimes when we don't give them the opportunity well, to, to live a normal life. And we've talked about this before in conjunction with our infamous Utahns. There are people who spend 20 or 30 years in prison and then do get let out and they don't know what to do with themselves. And they'll go commit a crime just to That's get called institutionalized. Have you not watched That's Shawshank That's called a good segue. A good segue right there. Yeah. Uh, and this is my problem with the death penalty. I know. Well, I actually found this article like specifically for you. I thought you would really appreciate this. So I, I got to read most of it. Um, <laughs> I was playing catch up uh, a little bit earlier, like I said. But uh, we are uh, Christopher Wickman uh, has been um, in prison. He was in prison for um, 15, 15 years, years. Uh, and he was released in 2011. Um, and he was not guilty of the crime that he was in prison for 15 years. Well, and it wasn't just like an awful crime. It was a sex offense, which... So he spent the entire time since being out of prison on the sex offender registry, having to follow the regulations of the sex offender registry. And I, so, I I know you hear a thousand sob stories, but I have a friend of mine that I actually went to high school with who made some bad decisions, slept with a girl who told him she was... 18 or 20 or whatever turns out she was like 16 and she got mad at him and turned him in and he's been on the sex offenders list ever since well and so some of those rules have actually changed now in terms of like the age gaps and stuff like that because of those exact examples because he was like 18 because like i know a guy that um so we used to work with him um he was on the sex offender registry for statutory rape of his wife the woman that he married, he was like 19. She was 16, I think, at the time. Her parents were pissed. They filed and got a conviction for statutory rape. He married her, but he's on the he was on the sex offender registry for 10 years. Yeah, that kind of stuff is. So th- those laws have started to change. Uh, they're not quite as severe. Um, but for this guy, he ends up being found innocent of of a crime uh, that he never committed. But he spent 15 years in prison, and then. Um, basically another eight, it was 2011 that he got released, right? Yeah. So another eight years on the registry. He's now been found innocent. 
Uh, his record will be expunged, and he gets a whopping $600,000. Yeah, that's not enough. Well, and it's not just being on the sex offender list. He has to report in, and he can only, he can't He's leave. off now. He's well, off yeah. the list. Right, yeah, right. But, but right. he couldn't leave the uh, state. Yeah, yeah. He had to report where he was at. That's the whole point of the sex offender yeah, list. So even even when he got out of prison, he did time in prison, he still had. You, don't, do you still have to notify, like, neighbors and stuff? Um, they for, have registries that like map where you live. Yeah, and you don't have to go door to door. But you um, can like totally look that up. So I can't imagine how he must feel if you know some random neighbor like yeah, goes a, to that site and looks up and's like, "Hey, Chris Wickham, you know, lives in that house." I mean, I will say this: if you go onto some of those sex offender registry sites and look, uh, you'll see a significant number of sex offenders in similar areas like you'll see like apartment complexes that are like hmm, probably everyone there's a sex they're offender. clearly not like doing background they're like, tags they're like well like they're probably pseudo halfway houses they probably could be are are kind of shitty places to live but it's one of those places that you can go i but, would say a big kudos to the people that fought for him this whole time yeah, and I mean, look, six hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, but it's a small it's a small token for a dude that has spent the majority of his life in jail. Well, Fifteen years. And then years. even after being let out, having to tell everybody I'm on the sex offender list, like he hasn't left the state in twenty three years, but like fifteen years in prison. That's your life. Right? That's a huge chunk of your life of anyone's life. That's a that's a that's a quarter of a lot of people's lives. Did you um, know that he's the sixth person in Utah to be exonerated? And and so this, so don't be killing people, people. This this specific thing is why I have a huge problem with the death penalty. This is why I have a huge issue with the Me Too movement. I mean, I don't and know. also two of my bosses being falsely accused. So, I don't know. That's a tough one because I don't have a problem with a movement that sheds light on something. That's like saying I have a problem with black. No, but matter. you have to like. There's yeah, but more. the good comes the good comes with the bad with everything, and I feel like it's better for sexual assault victims to finally be able to be coming forward. Well, here's here's the difference for me, and I'm not saying one's better than the other, except I am. Um, when you kill someone, that's permanent. For sure, you can put someone in jail for 15 years and exonerate them later. Uh, I do think as a society, we need to maintain innocence until proven guilty, unless you make a videotape of you pissing on someone, R. Kelly, and then you're just <laughs> fucking guilty, dude. Everyone knows you're a fucking Times child Times a thousand. Like, but, but seriously, I think that's the problem. It's not the, the Me Too movement is not the problem. I think the problem is that people speaking out, um, everyone instantly, instantly saying, Fuck these guys. They jump on a bandwagon. Exactly. So, so in the case of in the case of, you know, dudes like Harvey Weinstein, you know what? When fifteen people fucking say the same thing about your disgusting, perverted piece of shit ass, guess what? Or Epstein. And he's the, dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Well, Bill Cosby was found guilty in a court of law. But like like when there's that much evidence out in the open, it's really hard for public opinion not to shun you. And I think that's OK. Uh, but I think in, in the case of, you know, take like Aziz Anasari, right? Aziz got accused of it and turns out total bullshit. Um, and it, it did hurt his career, but uh, it was one person. That's, I think, where people need to kind of take a step back and go, hey, is this like, like really 
Like, okay, Louis C.K., like, ten people said you jacked off in front of him. That's probably not cool, dude. But on the other hand, he was like, hey, I'm going to take my dick out in my house and jack off in front of you. So if you want to stay or leave, that's your choice. Chris, I'm really proud of you right now. (laughs) You just had a whole conversation about celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really proud of you. I just want you to know that. By name. (laughs) Well... I mean, because I, I, I'm informed about this stuff, I guess. I don't know. And when you, when you have two daughters, you kind of... But So, I, so the, I don't have a problem with the Me Too movement. I do have a problem with people... I should say, I don't have a problem with that a whole, but like you're saying, you know, the public court is brutal, and it's I have brutal. an issue with that. It's very brutal, and, and we can make change to that. But it does that with everything that people are accused of. Like, it just doesn't matter these days. Everybody know, makes a snap is judgment. This article is about sexual assault, right. so that's what I'm talking about. But but I think the importance of a thing like Me Too is far going to outweigh I the, do. That's the, what I'm the, saying. the handful like, of people that get wrongly accused. That's that just have to fight part that of fight. what bringing something to, the social me- to social media it does. Because it's the, it's the underreporting that exists because there are i mean look and there are there are still you would be surprised there are still so many women that don't even realize that what has happened to them is sexual assault or sexual harassment and this kind of a movement helps bring that to the surface so that women who are being i shouldn't just say women people who are being victimized can stop being victimized. And it doesn't necessarily have to be because they participated in Me Too, but it does bring a certain awareness to that. And I I mean, I attest to that just from people that I know that are like, oh, I never thought of that. You know, I, I, uh, this is a, this is a real harrowing sort of thing, but if you know two women in your life, one of them has probably been assaulted. Chances are one of the two women in your life, whether that's your daughter and your wife, your mom and your your daughter, your mom and your sister, your aunt and your mom. If you know two women, one of them's probably been assaulted, if not both. And that's really fucked up. And they have not been empowered most of their lives to say anything or do anything about it. So that's why I don't have a problem with the Me Too movement. But I also think that we need to we need to say we hear you to the victims. And and follow the correct course of action without destroying the lives of the accused right. before they're proven guilty. Right. And that's that's a really tough line to walk. And if you find like the real advocates and not just like these outlier people in social media, that's what you find. You find that support of let's get you help, let's get you therapy, let's get you to the right, le- you know, get you right to the right place in the legal system, all that kind of stuff. It's usually not slamming whomever they're accusing. It's it's usually let's let's get this victim help, and that help will consist of you know possibly making re- legal I don't know ramifications or whatever. So in that light, let's talk about a really fucked up rapist and killer um, that is from Utah. Though I I was trying to find maybe one of you guys found it. So for our infamous Utah this week, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Green River Killer, um, Gary Ridgeway. Without any. Um, by the way, <laughs> did I, I think I spelled his name wrong. In the no, name, I was just saying because I just noticed it in like regular research. I was like, oh. So uh, Gary Ridgeway was actually born in Salt Lake City. Now what I was looking for is how long he spent in, in Utah. He was here until he was eleven. Because I know he graduated from a high school in the Seattle area. Yes, they moved when he was eleven. Um, 
but uh, Green River Killer is perhaps one of the most infamous serial killers in the U.S. He has the most kills. Uh, Confirmed and Mm -hmm. alleged. And actually, though, as of a month ago when I was doing my research, they've got a new killer who tops him. Yeah, I just I was just going to say, I just read somebody that he's like second or third now. It. I saw it briefly in all the research I was yeah. doing, but because we weren't researching him, I kind of bypassed it. But it was, it's only been in like the last when couple of months. When I was reading, months. yeah. The, like a new guy that's killing or an old dude that was killing in like the height of serial killer days in the 80s? And yep. that they have new evidence. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Someone who's Someone been who did incarcerated before, like, for a while, but they've they've attributed like him Like BTK to, or something? Yeah. That kind of a thing. God, what a fucking dumbass. So, that guy could have totally gotten away with it too, BTK. The yeah. dude in Oklahoma that fucking, well, I'm going to write a manifesto when I'm 70 or whatever he was. I think he wanted to get caught. Uh, fuck, he got away with it for like 20 years. I think he wanted the notoriety. I don't know. Um, anyway. So, so anyway, we're, we're not talking about him. We're going to talk about the Green River Killer. Um, so the Green River Killer, his notoriety is convicted of 46. Is that right? F- 59 to 90 victims. No, 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 but convicted of 46, oh, 46. 46, 46 46 and 47. Um, and, and not sentenced to death because because he said he would uh, tell them where, where the bodies were. And they believe anywhere up to... He has said that he thinks it could be as many as 90. But he lost count and he doesn't really remember all of them. Yeah, that was in 2011. That's a lot of victims. Ninety women, uh, mostly runaways and prostitutes, um, but uh, ninety women that this guy killed, and really most of them in a pretty short time span. Yeah, uh, just a couple of years the, in the mid eighties. The vast 80s. majority of them were mid eighties. So, so one thing that I've noticed, and kind of as I was going through this to, to kind of back up to his early life, uh, he came from a strictly religious family. And I've noticed, and I don't know if maybe this is a coincidence, like most of these people that we've talked about come from like strictly religious families. Is, is there some uh, sort of a tie? I've The thing that I got out of a lot of them is they came from abusive, abusive, families. abusive families. Abusive, but like... like. And this one was interesting because it was mom. Mom was the abuser. Mom was the abuser and like in some fucked up ways. It's very too. Norman Bates. <laughs> like really fucked up ways. Like so... But yeah, I don't know if I've noticed religion, but I've I've noticed the abusiveness for sure. And this guy had some issues, right? Like Gary Ridgway is dyslexic. Um, like he, an eighty-four IQ. Yeah, really yeah. not a smart dude. Dropped um, out of high school. But he did join the Navy. And he did serve in Vietnam. Which tells you, back in the sixties, the Navy would take anyone. Uh, <laughs> in the Army, oh, so Vietnam. 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 Yeah. So yeah, they'll they, take you. They take anyone. Uh, dude dropped out of high school. Um, I don't, so when he was 16, he stabbed a six-year-old boy. In the woods. Um. And he said, I just wanted to know what it would be like to kill someone. And, and what happened with that? Did they send a juvenile detention? I don't, like, I, I, I couldn't anything find in anything that actually happened It just says the that. boy survived and Ridgeway, Ridgeway walked away laughing. Is and that's, and that's like in the, that's in the 60s. Don't do that anymore. So like. No one gives a shit in the 60s that he fucking almost kills a six-year-old kid. Well, and then the military's like, oh, you can kill him. You okay. can kill for us. Again, <laughs> we're talking about this is before Ted Bundy time, before seri- serial killers were a big known thing. And so the, it was a, probably a boys will be boys. Oh, his parents oh, are super religious. They'll take boys, care of him. Boys like, will be boys. He stabbed a six-year-old almost. Many times. Different 
time though. That is got to put crazy. that back into yeah, perspective. It's it's like saying it's like saying in perspective that the fucking people in Idaho that let their daughter go off with that man if that's a different time. But I don't there give a is shit. a different right. <laughs> no, it's I'm not saying that it makes it any better, but what I'm saying is the people of that time, you can't hold them to the same standards as you as you can people today they didn't know the same things that's like trying to hold someone in the into the 1800s to the same standards that we would today you can't yeah your neighbor would just shoot you back then yeah and and it would be fine but i'm just saying stabbing a six-year-old kid is just as bad in the 60s as it is in the 2010s but your judgment of it is very colored by the fact that you know about serial killers. You know about um, no, no, precursors no. to this kind of stuff. I don't, I don't care if he was stuff. a precursor. He fucking stabbed a six-year-old kid. It's different. It's the same reason why those Idaho parents let that guy lay in bed with their kid and oh, listen to just, sex tapes. That's just fucked. It, Let's not even it, that right it's now. people not understanding what's happened people hoping that he's young he'll grow he out could, it's a yes phase. yes it's, a, it's phase. not a phase he stabbed little billy in the forest. i don't give oh, a fuck boy, if was it's it a phase. phase it's just a phase Dude, i don't care if it's I a know, phase but i know i guarantee you if you could go back in time and ask them why they let him do that those are the answers that you would get but i was i couldn't i looked and i couldn't find anything yeah, that indicated he had any kind of convention now to be fair, he was 16. It could have been sealed. But then he got into the Navy still, which is fucking crazy because now there's no way in hell they would touch someone with a criminal record like that. Also, a 16-year-old stabbing a 6-year-old, you're getting tried as an adult nowadays. It's yeah. very, very different in that respect. Um, so so he's in love with his mom. So here's and why. And she bathes him till he's But 13. here's why. So this kid, he pees his pants. His bed. Like he, his bed. he, he pees bed his bed and... and Every time he does it, his mom cleans him up. And not like, go take a bath, honey, like she gives him the bath. So he said at times, like, I don't know if I was turned on by my mom or I wanted to kill her. So now you wonder if it's the whole, like, bladder catching up with you, which is a real thing for chronic bedwetters, or if it was like, psychologically, he's peeing the bed knowing that his mom's going to give him a bath. I don't know. Like. That's messed up. Like, (laughs) some really fucked up stuff there um but then he then he uh he goes off so yeah so it goes off uh joins the navy vietnam in 1969 1969 he marries his first wife he's only 20 just out of high school uh while he's in vietnam though she fools around with some other people however he admits the entire time that he's in the military he's having sex with prostitutes in vietnam so and didn't he get like Chlamydia Gon- or gonorrhea. Ah. He got the gonorrheas. <laughs> of course he was having sex with prostitutes. So then when he gets back and he finds out that she's been unfaithful, they divorce. They both divorce. 1973, he finds wife number two. But this, during this time, is when he becomes like ultra religious, like z- almost zealot religious. Like he's going door to door, proselyting to people. He's reading the Bible, and he's expecting his this second wife to be just as religiously zealot as he is. And she's just not. And she's just not. But then he turns, and he starts with the, the real weird sex acts, and he wants her to be part of it, like in public, like in places you shouldn't, because it's a rush to him. Yeah. And, and that was kind of for her, that was it. She's like, nah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be part of that. And so she leaves him. And then along comes wife number three. However, during the interim 
of second wife. Between second wife and third wife is when... Because wife three is in like the mid-80s, Mid-80s. Right? So it's in between the two of them. So times. after wife two, we start having dead That's... women. So in the Seattle-Tacoma area, they start finding people disappearing. Um, don't really notice it out of the gate because they're all at-risk people. So runaways... Right. Um, prostitutes. prostitutes, you know, that sort of thing. Well, and to back up ever so slightly, his, his dad was a bus driver, and he said a de- his dad would come home and complain about the prostitutes getting on the bus. On the buses, yeah. And he much, was like, I'll take care of this. And how much he hated them, and they were a problem, and someone should take care of it. So, so well, apparently he decided to start taking care of it. He was going to be the one to take care of it. So they start finding bodies, right? And so they start finding bodies along the Green River in in Washington, which yeah. is thus how he's dubbed the Green River Killer. So July 82, the first body is found floating in the Green River. That, and that's where the, the term comes to. Green River in King County, Washington. And then uh, they just they start stacking up. And but he made them that way. Like, they weren't individually placed. He would place a few of them in one space and he would go back and visit them. Yeah, and then he would he would discard, you know, garbage and cigarette mm-hmm. butts and he would put them across state lines. Like as he started doing it, he started getting more advanced in a way to try and deter uh police. Uh well, and, and then and for the first for the first few years, he he would go back and he would have sex with the bodies. Yeah, it's really messed up. And he said the reason that he would have sex with the bodies is not because he was a necrophiliac, but it would decrease his urge to kill. To kill another one. And so, but it's it's interesting because this is in the 80s, um, and this is, we know this from, from Ted Bundy times too, when we talked about Ted Bundy, like, agencies didn't talk to each other. So he would kill people in the Seattle area and dump them over state lines in Oregon and... The people find them in Oregon, and they don't talk to the people in Seattle. And they're not far away. Right. But they don't talk to each other because they're across jurisdictions. So speaking of Ted Bundy, in October of 1983, Ted Bundy's on death row. They actually consult with Ted Bundy on, on these the killings. Green River killings yeah. to try to see. And he basically says, look, uh, this is probably what's going on. He's the one that, who said he's probably coming back to have sex with the bodies. And you should stake him out. So, if, yeah. So if you find a fresh body, you should leave it. And set up a stakeout and wait because most likely he'll come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they suspect they finally they, they they finally figure out that they think it's this guy, and they arrest him in like what eighty three or eighty four for um, prostitution. Basically, eighty four was the first time he was arrested. Yeah. So they arrest him, but he passes a polygraph yeah. test, like with flying co- and polygraph tests back then were like that's it. Like if you can pass a polygraph test. You, you got to be innocent. Well, yeah. I mean. And so they basically go, you know, he seems really suspicious, but he's passed this polygraph test. He's, he's clearly he's clearly fine. Um, and so and, and then he finds his his new wife. Right. right? Wife number three. Yep. Right. No, yeah. So 85 is wife number three. So so he's already killed. Well, it doesn't really say and I don't think he even knows. But by this time, he's probably killed. Close to half, if not three quarters, of his overall victims. The vast, the vast majority were killed during this this time frame for sure. So he marries wife number three, uh, and he he admits that during the time that he's married to her, that his urges to kill go down significantly. Was wife number three when he became super religious and Pentecostal? That was wife. That was wife two. Oh, so if you want an idea of timeline, um, all but like the first forty of his victims were all. 82 and 83. Mm-hmm. So he was killing like two to three a month. So so wife number two, to, to back up slightly, had a big problem with 
mom because his mom balanced the checkbook, paid the bills, bought his clothes, like so was a very integral part of their lives. And wife number two is like, I'm not having any of this. Wife number three actually liked that she did all that. Yep. She was an enabler. Was, was happy that her mother-in-law w- would would handle all of the finances and tell them where to where to go, what to eat, what to do, what to grocery shop. She had no problem with that. Yeah, just let it happen. And and it said, in fact, she said that eventually his his mother took over all those responsibilities. That's crazy. That's <laughs> creepy. That is about no- as Norman Bates as you can. So get. then, like all this time passes, right? The killings basically stop. There's a handful. There's like, there's a couple in '84. There's one in '86, '87, '90, '98. Um, but really, they're all pretty much done. No, there's. They said that only went to about '91. So there, there was one in '98. Patricia Yellow Rope. Oh. Uh, in January of '98. Um, they think that maybe clear until 2001. Yeah, so if you look, like, there's actually, th- and this is what's really cool. So a lot of crazy serial killers, you can go and look at the list of victims and is you'll that see, like. a crazy serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are sane, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, you can usually see, like, abduction dates or disappearance dates or deceased dates, but you see a big list of empty in the found. And with Gary Ridgway in particular, you see a bunch of bodies that were found uh, over the years. And so he didn't hide them very well. And the ones that he did hide well, they were able to recover. Um, but but he was able to basically clear up a, a ton of them. Um, so that was, I mean, that's a big deal. But he, basically he goes in what, till 2000? Um, uh, so, so they... They, they're getting closer to pinning stuff on him, and it's in... 2011 no. is when they arrest him, right? So, t- 2001, he's arrested for the 20-year-old murder of Marcia Chapman, so one of his first. Um, however, they don't necessarily have anything on him, but they do force him to take a DNA test. And in that DNA test, I think they did the... the hair samples and then a, a yeah. mouth swab and at the time Ridgeway's like haha I got away again but what he didn't realize is they were comparing DNA it to DNA forensic was yeah was but, now a thing did now he say it thing. like that haha I'm sure he did haha I have vested you again motherfuckers did he twirl his, he his probably twirled his mustache, mustache and said I have vested you again haha I chained that one to the railroad tracks haha <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then he gets, then he's convicted, um, right? So he finally gets formally charged, arrested, and convicted back in February of 2011. So part of the plea bargain, though, uh, is because they wanted to know where the bodies were. Mm-hmm. It was important for a lot of reasons. Well, the victims were a big part of it. The, the families being able to know for sure. So they approached him. Well, I, I'm sure it was kind of a combination of the two. But he was approached, and they said, we'll take the death, death penalty off the table if you will agree to telling us where the bodies are. And so for the the, the 49 that he was convicted of, um, he uh, they have found all the bodies uh, of those 49. Now, there are uh, others that these ta- the task force that was set up have, have identified as potentially his victims. Well, and... Most of them are undiscovered. And and even going to this, even within the last few years, there's the hiker who found remnants. Mm-hmm. And this was on like two or three years ago. And when they tested it, they, they 
tracked it back to him. So I think that's the one that actually made number 48. Yeah. No, no, that was the one that made 49, that was right? the one that made 49. And that was just recently. That was just within the last couple of years. There was the hiker that found it. And then there was another person who found something. So that's the thing is they're still finding part. They're still finding. The they're mates. still finding them. And they probably will continue to. But he's made that deal. So he'll never have to face the death penalty. So Are he, they obligated to let him know when they find new stuff? Or do you think they show up at his cell and we're like, and they're like, Guess what we found? And he's like, I know. Aha, I thought I got away with another one. Well, like, so one time know. he confessed of killing 61 and another time of 71. But then, like you were saying, Jess, he said he's that he really doesn't know. Yeah, well, and he said it could be as many as 90. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a pretty fucking bad dude, and he is a uh, Utah-born individual. <laughs> but not a lot of ties to Utah other than that, honestly. Um, he stayed close to home probably because he couldn't really get too far away so he pleads guilty to 48 charges of aggregated first degree murder uh confesses to having sex with six of the bodies after he killed them and to moving body parts to oregon to throw up investigation or investigation yeah so and he gets go ahead oh i was just gonna say if he i mean if he was so prolific i wonder why he felt um so tied to that area you know like ted bundy traveled states well ted I mean, bundy was smart the thing right. is, though, the thing is, though, he had he had the same job. He was he painted trucks for the Kenworth Company uh-huh. for thirty plus years. He had yeah, the I same job. I'm not thinking like this dude is not a smart dude. Like he was right. not a smart guy. So no, I know Ted went to law school and stuff like that. I just, I mean, and I'm sure that it was I, a completely like. Com- like compulsory to him yeah well and i also get the the impression like when you read some of the stories about how he was picking up the the prostitutes and stuff like he's not a charming guy he is he is what you would think of when you think of uh, a, a dyslexic you know not very intelligent dude that paints trucks like that's what that's that's gary ridgeway so so it's, it's said that his first the first handful of victims he would strangle them by hand but but to, then they started fighting. They started back. to fight back, and so he switched. He'd do it by his arm and by belts, and so all he switched kinds of to things. started using devices, using ligatures. Yeah. So he, after all, was said and done. Well, however, it's still going on, so this still might change. But he's been sentenced to to forty eight life sentences. Well, he he also got tagged with destruction of evidence in those cases. And so there's 48 consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. And then he's had other stuff because of desecration. And I, I only saw one article that mentioned this and it's a, like a crime Wikipedia thing, but like he would go back because he liked watching them decompose. Like that was part of the the process. (laughs) But, um, I forgot the other question I was going to ask. So he, he ended up with 480 years. Is what is what that sentence translates into four hundred and eighty years without parole, and then so I was also reading. So he he was in Washington for quite a while, and then they moved him to to Denver, but I, mm-hmm. they moved him to the Denver facility. But then in July of twenty eighteen, so just a year ago, they moved him back. They moved Walla him Walla. back to Washington because they said they need him in Washington because they're still they're still finding evidence, and it makes it easier for. for prosecutions and to have him in Washington. So they relocated him back to Washington. 
So, so that 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 being said, four hundred and eighty years without parole, and he's they're still finding stuff on him. Yeah, he's he's going to be in prison the rest of his life. I wonder with his IQ, if because I mean, obviously he did kill a lot of people, but if that IQ assists in him not remembering. Do you know what I mean? Like that he just has like a really crappy memory and it's not something that he like would make note of. Like you just know. do it and then you're over it and it's well, not well a memory could. anymore. It very well could. That's a, that's a tough thing to figure out. So anyway, that is our, uh, that's our infamous Utah uh, for this week. Um, for this month? Yeah, this month, this week. We only do once a month. Um, really fucked up, dude. Next month, Jeremy has already picked. Woo-hoo. I have chosen. Because next month we're recording on Jeremy's birthday. He's going to be old. Yeah. <laughs> going to be. It's true. He's already there. He's already old. Don't give me that look because I know how old Brie's you are. only like a couple weeks behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll always be older. It's true. <laughs> Forever older. How does that feel, Jeremy? Your your beard is like entirely salt and pepper now. It is. There's very little pepper left, though. It's it mostly is. salt. I just noticed how gray your beard actually is, guys. That's because he had four kids instead of two. That's why so I only twice have gray, the gray. right here. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so let's... Um, Let's, let's lighten things up. Lighten things up a little bit. Let's uh let's move on to let's move on to Halloween, shall we? We shall. So we have here uh 40, 40 plus. 40 plus. 40 plus fun Halloween activities in Utah for families. And I like they broke this down by county. Well, that's helpful. It's surely helpful, and it's alphabetical counties as well. Sure is. So if uh, if you start with Cache County, let's start with Cache which County, is, which, is up, <laughs> which is up north. How come they didn't um, start in Beaver County? Because it's alphabetical. Beaver comes before C. But is, is Beaver a county or just a city? Beaver. Well, they don't have anything in Beaver County. That's why it's not. And here. okay, they're not doing anything. They don't believe in Halloween. It's, it's um, actually there is a list. There is something on here that they didn't include <gasps> that they should have up in Cache County. Kay. They do a really awesome. Um, they say it's it's a like a ghost tour kind of thing, but it's really not. It's more historical, and they walk you through like downtown Logan, and they oh. talk about the old buildings, um, and then like ghost stories that are you know alleged to happen in each of the little places but cool. i did that, doing that this year though uh-huh. yep i did oh, it a okay. couple of years ago and it was it was really awesome so that should be on here and it's not the american west heritage center corn maze the little bear bottom corn maze and the north logan pumpkin walk that's a pumpkin walk you walk through a pumpkin patch and uh, there's hundreds <laughs> of decorated, decorated pumpkins, pumpkins and holiday oh, they're decorated so you gotta check out the <gasps> the holidays Seasons, the pumpkin patch. Okay, Davis County, Black Island Farms, what's that? So Black Island Farms, I just learned, so it used to be like a massive farm up in Syracuse, and I just learned this week that the woman who ran it, this little old lady, died, and basically her family sold the land. Oh, no. (laughs) And so fortunately, one of the family members bought some other land it's much, much smaller. Um, but then they started this. So they have like a corn maze and like 20? it's a little bit like Thanksgiving point, like the oh, corn bellies. Okay. I did one of their corn mazes so when I was not, pregnant with Cassidy. And that was, don't, don't do corn mazes when you're pregnant. It's not 26 acres anymore. 
I don't think so. They should have kept it. No, I think actually, I, no, I think that is correct. I, they used to have way, way more. 26 acres is a lot for corn mazes. Yeah. Uh, Cherry Hill. Cherry is up Hill. There. Cherry Hill. Why? What? They have a Halloween thing up there? I guess. A spooky man. Hamster Haven. Uh, who doesn't want scary miniature golf? It's a fucking water park. That is not a thing you want to do in, in Spider October. Spider Arrow. miniature golf? Apparently. Up there, we used to play up there all the time. Then, of course, there's Lagoon. Lagoon. Frightmares. Frightmares. We've been to that before. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's a fun... Actually, Frightmares is a fun date night. It's an expensive one, but it's a fun one. Um, I'm too shame. The David Duchesne. I don't think we need to do Duchesne County. Their blue ball. Can we skip some of these? It's not a blue ball. Oh, it's blue, blue bell. Oh, uh, well, it's blue ball if you get stuck in that corn maze for like a week. Uh, Grand County. I don't think you know what blue balls are, Jeremy. Maybe he does. No, I'm pretty sure he has no idea if that's what he thinks goes on. Grand County. Where's Grand County? Grand County is uh, Moab. Mo- Clearly where Castle, Castle Valley, Valley is. The Gourd Festival. There's some blue balls. I want to be a gourd goddess. You can be. Uh, Iron County. The Judd Pumpkin Patch. And also the Robinson Pumpkin Patch. Judd and the Robinson go way back, and they have a big, long-standing pumpkin feud. Is it feud. like the Hatfields and the McCoys? I think it is. It, it is, a, but with pumpkin seeds. Utah pumpkin feuds. <laughs> they use slingshots and pumpkin seeds. Why, don't we, with why don't we have pumpkin chunkin' out here? <laughs> there is, down in Pleasant Grove. The PG pumpkin chunkin'? There is. Do they use trebuchets and... Is there real pumpkin chunkin' or yeah. like Cans. shitty cheap Utah pumpkin chunkin'? Uh, as far as I know, it's awesome. So now we're in the mother of all. Solid, Solid County. County. This, okay, the crazy corn maze... I had no fucking clue how close that was to the house. <laughs> like yeah, I, I drove, I drove by it last year, and I was like, "Did you know there's a corn maze like a mile from the house, babe?" Because <laughs> it's you know where it's at, right? It's over off of like like between 90th and 78th, uh-huh. and, like in the middle of fucking South Jordan or West Jordan or whatever it is. I had no idea. Yeah, West Jordan, and it's the longest running corn maze in Utah. They say one of them. Oh, one no of one them. truly knows. It could be the Robinsons. Or the Judds. Or the Hatfields or the McCoys. Let me be clear. There's a lot of corn mazes, so I think we can probably skip most of them because there's a lot of corn mazes in Utah. The Crossy Ranch has uh, movie nights on the side of the barn, and you can sit on Hadium seating. Ah, seating. ah. (laughs) For their 27. That's what I want next time at your house, Jerry. Hadium 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 seating. Are they going to show, like, Halloween? I don't know. Nightmare on Elm no, Street. I'm sure that it's they're not like because I'm sure it's pretty kid free. Yeah. So besides that, Hocus Pocus is probably one of the best Halloween movies. Oh, so ever. so I heard this fact about Hocus Pocus. So when Hocus Pocus, if you take if you take the landing on the moon and you take today's date and you take Hocus Pocus, that movie came out closer to the landing on the moon than it did to today's date. Yeah, it's old. It's old like you, and you remember when it was new. So I do. it doesn't away. matter. It still stands the test of time. It's still a classic. Gardner Village. Gardner Village is kind of fun. They have their witches, and then they do their witches tea. I think. Yeah, my boss's wife does witches tea. She's a, she's one of their like librarian ladies or oh. something. And she, does she do the dress up thing? Mm-hmm. And, everything? and so she's one of the witches, and I think her daughter uh, at Halloween time comes out there and is one of Helps. the witches with her. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's actually cool. a, kind of a fun one. I've never gone to Gardner Village to just go to Gardner Village. I've always gone there for like. A wedding or a holiday party or something like that. I've never just gone to go. I used to go all the time, but then they took out my favorite shops. So I haven't oh, been for a while. What was it? 
There was a few, but the sweet shop was my favorite. Oh, did they take that out? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. They moved it to the district and then it closed because it was a crappy location. It should have stayed at Gardner Village unless, unless they just wanted too much. So Hogel Zoo, they do the boo lights. So wander around the Hogel Zoos. I, I'm a, do they do trick-or-treating? I'm assuming they do trick-or-treating, don't they? Yes, the bears are like, here's some here's candy. Some candy. <laughs> <laughs> don't take candy from bears, children. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. That's the new Utah podcast warning for all you trick-or-treaters out and there. And then the sharks are like, here's some candy at the Living, at the living Aquarium. Aquarium. Yeah, yeah, you probably shouldn't take candy from sharks, sharks either. Sharks or bears. So we're going to try something new with the dog. I've got a leash down here. I hope she doesn't chew through this one. Give it a try. The so. maybe farms. Maybe they'll be open this year. Maybe they won't. <laughs> <laughs> But you can pick your perfect pumpkin there. Say that three times. Pick, pick your perfect, perfect pumpkin. pumpkin. And then the Odyssey Dance Theater. This yep. is a terrible write-up. I am surprised that this does not tell you that this is their 25th year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I remember when Thriller came out, it scared me to death. The Michael Jackson video? Yeah. You baby. I bet, I bet if you put... The moon landing, today's date, and Thriller is closer to the moon landing. Oh, it's way closer to the moon landing, because Thriller came out long before Hocus Pocus. Thriller wow. came out in the 80s. Hocus Pocus came out in the 90s. Closer to the moon landing or closer to today? That's what we're going to play for the rest of this episode. Closer to the moon landing, for sure. Thriller! Peterson Family Farms is not closer to the moon landing. No. I don't know. That family's been around farming for a long time. That's true. They have. They have been around for over 100 years. So they're closer to both because they're current and close to the moon landing. I do like Peterson's farm. Yeah. You, have you ever been there for their pumpkins? Their pumpkin yeah. stuff? It's fun. Pumpkin Palooza. Pumpkin Palooza. Pumpkin Nights. Pumpkin Nights. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, at the, at the fairgrounds. Pumpkin nights at the fairgrounds. Yeah, they have over 3,000 carved pumpkins. And live demonstrations. Yeah. What are they demonstrating? How to carve pumpkins, yeah. I'm assuming? That's a good demonstration. Yeah, pumpkin palooza. I gotta Butte. say, I don't miss pumpkin carving. It stinks. I like pumpkin carving. Literally stinks. My kids still find it enjoyable, so I think it's fun. That's That's good. <laughs> There's also uh, Oktoberfest up at Snowbird. Oh yeah, I don't know why that's part that's of Salt Lake. Ha- that's not a Halloween thing. Uh, nor is it. I mean, I guess it's kind of family friendly, but well, yeah, it's been a tradition since 1973. Definitely closer to the to moon the moon landing, landing. <laughs> but also current. And so therefore, I don't know if I would say definitely. It's getting close. 69 it's to good. 73. It's getting close. <laughs> Let's see. This is the place Heritage Park. Uh, what do they do up there? Do they, I know they've got the animals and stuff. They trick or treat and have a storytelling witch. Go around to the different little houses. Oh, and they get to ride ponies. Brigham Young scares kids. Do you think I'm small enough to ride a pony? You probably could. And Brigham Young's ghost haunts us. For th- There's a, the Utah Cultural Celebration Center that celebrates Day of the Dead uh, and a bunch of other crap too throughout the year. Wheeler Farm has a pumpkin days in October. What? So there's lots of pumpkin days and lots of corn mazes. Yep. So basically, whoever wrote this list decided that corn and pumpkins, that means Halloween. And the zoo. Sam Pete County's got Beck Family Farms where you get to, guess what? Pick, Pick your own pumpkins. pumpkins. And go through an obstacle course with your pumpkin. 
There's the Benson Grist Mill oh, in Tooele. Oh, I think an obstacle course would be fun. See, that's something different. And if you make it out without your breaking your pumpkin. Yeah, because you guys like skipped over that. We were just talking about how everything's the same, but that's something a little bit different. I I am disappointed that there's no good haunts listed on here because we have a lot. Well, of I think haunts. this was the one that was family friendly. Yeah, this so, is family friendly. Come on, Asylum 49 is perfectly family friendly, guys. Just take your five year old; it'll be fine. I want to see that. I want to see that. Evermore Park. Is it? I even? still want to go there. It is, it is a thing. It it's is. a garden. It's yep. really no, 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 pretty. I'm saying, is it still? Are they still holding on? Yeah, it's still there. It still, still exists. They're still. They're still building on it. Still they will forever be doing that until it goes bankrupt. So, uh, I do like so the the in Uinta County the Lapointe Corn Maze and Pumpkin Patch. Well, no, that's Corn Bellies, isn't it? In Utah County at Thanksgiving Point. Yes. Corn yes. Bellies always does the craziest corn mazes, and the thing is, it only looks good from an aerial because in the corn maze you don't know any of this shit exists. But that's every corn maze. Basically. So is that this year's? Is that picture of the superheroes one? Is that this year's? Do we know? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Because that's corn bellies, but that's an aerial photo of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's, that's this, year's. this year's. It's the superheroes, which is your grandma, Superman, and a soldier. I don't know about your grandma. Is it your grandma? It's your mom. It's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that is weird. Just what say the hell? It. Just say it. It must be must be uh, Granny from the the Red Riding Hood story. How do you know it's like not somebody in a motorized go-kart trying to get a newspaper <laughs> robbing someone? Jesus Christ. <laughs> because that doesn't look That's like a motorized go-kart like someone in a, It's a jazzy. It's not a motorized go-kart. <laughs> it's a jazzy. That's what I mean. Let's You're robbed by a little lady <laughs> <laughs> on a motorized Then it wouldn't be family friendly. Oh. There's Hee Haw Farms. <laughs> Hee Haw. I actually like so Hee Haw Farms. Where so it's not chucking that they do it's just a drop so I don't know how much oh, chucking happens I don't know no it's not chucking it's chunking and that's pumpkin pun- chunking that's pumpkin drop it's very different than pumpkin chunking pumpkin chunking well I'm trying to control a fucking dog who do keeps, they drop like, it on a car the pumpkins like do they get like one of those like why do you think they would drop it on a car they're old cars like cool. derby cars they could drop it on. <laughs> Dented. Why do people like to see things destroyed? I don't know. Makes me sad. It's cool. No. Rowley's like Red it. Barn. He's got a red barn. Um, also, right now, <gasps> this is can, apples. You can check um, on their Instagram, on their website. Um, they do allow uh, apple picking at their they farm. They have oh. apple cannons. What? Who? Where? At the one you're just reading. Rowley's, Rowley's Red, red barn. barn has a. Apple cannon? Yeah, it says apple cannon and all fresh pressed apple, all the fresh pressed apple juice you can drink. So what's an apple cannon? Like they shoot it and you run and catch it? Or get yeah. hit in you the face? open your mouth and uh, they shoot you with boom. a it's a potato gun with an apple, <laughs> an in, apple it. in it. <laughs> and they shoot it at your mouth and you have to catch it. And then it breaks your teeth. Catch this. <laughs> no, no, it's like when you stick a corn on the cob onto a drill. You guys are like ten year old boys. <laughs> we want to drop pumpkins on cars and shoot apples at people's teeth. See now this is getting it's exciting. like a marshmallow gun. What's I your point? No, marshmallow guns need air. The mother in me them. does not like this destructive street. <laughs> what if it's like rubber band down? and it's like no, no, no. Like, I would go for a marshmallow gun if it had a CO two cartridge attached. Just put an eye out with your marshmallow. Or just get high That'd off be awesome. of it. What? No, you don't get high off of CO two. I didn't say nitrous. Oh. 
We were up at Snowbird, and there were a bunch of like nitrous, like a bunch of whippet containers on the ground in the parking lot. I'm like, who the fuck comes to Snowbird to fucking huff nitrous oxide? Altitude, nitrous oxide. No. Yeah, but in the parking lot of Snowbird. It was fucking weird. It was so weird. <laughs> it was weird. Like, this feels oddly reminiscent of Taylorsville, where I found <laughs> hypodermics in parking lots. That's a real thing. Moving right along. Thanks to the point. We, well, we already sort of talked about that. So, Wasatch County, the the Heber Valley Railroad. The Heber Creeper. It's called the Pumpkin Train. Oh, it's not the Heber Creeper. Going off the rails. They should oh, call it Pumpkin it's, Train. It's family, it's family friendly. They, they can't should call, call it, it the Heber Creeper no, when it's Halloween. No. It's exactly family, what they should It has call to be family the friendly. The Pumpkin Train, the Wizard Train, and the Cowboy Train. That's what it says. They've got the Sleepy Hollow thing up there. I'm assuming it's the same train. They just call it something different on a different day <laughs> now expect a live sighting of the headless horseman Whoa. but it's appropriate for all ages how do you explain that to your five-year-old the scary guy riding around with a pumpkin head in his arms is not gonna hurt you no it's fine you just talk about it it's this is what happened in the days of the revolutionary war <laughs> you got a pumpkin people rode around head? with no heads yeah <laughs> or a pumpkin, pumpkin heads washington county staley family farms Ooh, look at that Ogden Downtown Alliance witch stock. That lady's doing like... That sounds like fun. Yeah, she's doing acrobat stuff. Cold Springs Trout Farm. How was that a fucking Halloween activity? <laughs> There's a Gee, corn the maze. trouts have costumes. God damn it, it's a corn maze. It's a fucking fish hatchery. <laughs> you need to read further maze. before you make these announcements. It's dumb. It's dumb. How about... Why is a fish... I've got a small corn maze, so I'm a Halloween attraction. How about I'm a fish the... Hatchery. Corn maze. The corn maze. But it's but maze. It's maze. Like corn maze. Like so in Grown Ups. Dumb. There's one haunted and one not. You can go to the 20, historic 25th Street in Ogden. You could go to the Green Acres haunted. Pumpkin Patch and dairy. Corn Maze. The Green, green Acres Dairy Pumpkin green Patch. Green Acres where is I the long place to be. be. For me. They also host the an Easter event me. in the spring. <laughs> I like Historic these festivals in streets. Ogden. Yeah, that's cool. Which stock is sounds neat. It is awesome. With an the Harvest Moon Festival. Which is tea. The gal that I buy my dresses from, she always posts pictures of it, and it looks amazing. The dinosaur park. Do they dress up the dinosaurs in yeah. Halloween costumes? Uh, no, they don't need costumes. They're dinosaurs. They're already scary? Yeah. They'll eat your face. <laughs> They're dead. You don't know. It's Halloween. All right, that was kind of a disappointing list. I feel like Jurassic Park. Uh, it was all right. But basically, there's a lot of corn mazes and pumpkin patches. Well, and those are the family-friendly activity. what you do. It's but kind of, there's, <laughs> so I live out in an area that has a lot of um, Mormon-owned property for farms, and there's a ginormous corn field kind of by my house, and I noticed a path in it the other day, and I was like, hmm, I should go in there. <laughs> Careful, I haven't yet, be, but... Might be aliens. You should make a corn maze in your backyard. <laughs> My corn? <laughs> I think that you could do it for like a three-year-old. <laughs> for the dog. It's just one straight path. We'll just put Henry in there when he can walk. It'll be awesome. It's for the wieners. <laughs> run, wieners, run! <laughs> the dog wants to do nothing but attack the cat who's playing with the ball across the room. And well, I have this her, is good training for her then to not chase the cat. I have her on a leash and she keeps yanking my She's arm out crying. of its socket. She's crying. So, um, 
Her dad's torturing her. That's probably that's probably good for the night, uh, I think. Okay. What do you guys think? think oh, we're good? It's fine. Yeah. So um if you uh if you liked what you heard or you don't like what you heard, I really don't care. Um but do send us comments. We got some good feedback from from some other listeners. Uh, in the last week, um, please share the episode. That's uh, what helps us more than anything. Um, I think we should probably make sure that we talk about what this is, like maybe a little bit more, because um, some of the feedback that we got, I don't think that it was necessarily bad, but I don't think that it will really change what we do. I just think that there was maybe a misconception about what it is that we do on this podcast. Yeah, this isn't a true crime podcast. One weekend a month, we like to talk about uh, one week a month, we like to talk about infamous Utahns or famous Utahns. And we don't like go and and research in a library or go talk to special, like no, I we, research we on go Google. online and, and so it's like wiki and some you know some websites that are dedicated to it and stuff and so some of our facts might not necessarily always be true and whatnot but kind of chris chris stated at the beginning of the podcast we do this for us we don't get paid so we talk a lot and we chat and and we say whatever pops into our heads because we can so you know we just want to make sure that people who are listening kind of get that yeah and then share the podcast that's really all that matters after everything that we've said just share it <laughs> Even if you share it to say, listen to these people talk about freaking the Green River Killer. They don't know what they're saying. But I don't think I'd, that's I'll true. I'll take that share. I think we know what we were saying. Uh, and even if we didn't, we're awesome. And you're never going to hear <laughs> you're never going to hear a better description uh, than what you just heard here uh, on this podcast. So you can share it by following us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at TNU Podcast or Facebook, the New Utah Podcast. Um, just go ahead and hit the share or the retweet button. Those help us a lot. We're on whatever platform you got us on. We're on that platform, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can also go to our website, thenewutah.com. Uh, that's probably going to have more information about what we are about than any other place uh, and what our guests are about and places that are awesome in Utah. Um, maybe some of these places will end up on there. Uh, probably not because no one likes corn mazes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jess is all sad face. I think she loves corn mazes. I've never, I've never been. You wouldn't catch me in one of those. Have you guys seen? Have you guys read scary stories till in the dark? <laughs> no. You can go during the day. The I most s- dangerous thing about corn patches Things happen during the day too. <laughs> the most dangerous thing about corn patches or corn mazes is that they're all full of ruddy holes, and you're gonna like twist your ankle or fall headlong into somebody or. Like that's really, that's really the extent of the danger. Of Maybe just don't wear your heels. I didn't. I was. Maze. I didn't. I was wearing flats because I was pregnant, and it was rough. I think it's because you were pregnant. Yeah, but that it really is. Like they really are ruddy because, like, we have rain and stuff, and so it gets muddy, and then people walk in the well, mud. Well, it's, it's in the actual field, so they've. Right. they've Tilled and they, so it's got all the lines of the actual field. So yes, yeah. yeah. So, just to be clear, share this podcast and stay out of ready holes. <laughs> <laughs>